Genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we burst out of the rubble to talk about <laughs> Spider-Man 2, one determined minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. I'm John Engel. Welcome back, John. Thank you. <laughs> Today we're talking about Minute 93, which starts with Peter getting buried in rubble and ends with Peter balling up his fists in determination. <sighs> Heck yeah. Um, this is. <laughs> we, we start with the big villains. I mean, the last bit of Rebel uh, smashing. <laughs> the, the one insert on Toby, which is fun, I guess. Yeah. We know for sure it wasn't Toby yesterday when he got buried under the rubble. But this little bit, <laughs> squinty eye, that's Toby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> getting covered like... with crap that I'm sure that Sam Raimi is throwing on top of him. 100 percent but now guys take this shot okay he's looking straight at dr octopus right mm-hmm. how what is this position here what is his <laughs> this is, no is he standing on no he's not he's not sitting how is he looking that way is he laying on his belly Right yeah, now? he's doing he... uh, yoga, right? So this is like a cobra pose. Yeah, like cobra, or, or yeah, cobra. Pose. It's very real. It's very calming. The cobra pose. Yeah. So perhaps yeah. that's why he immediately it, his spider spidey sense tells him which uh, yoga pose to get into in strenuous yeah, situations. Very handy. Yeah, yes. it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of like Pennywise in the sewer, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, don't you want your balloon, Georgie? Uh, like it's just that's what the shot looks like. It's uh, so it feels like he should be like standing. Um, yeah, I know it does. Yeah, but he felt he hit his back. Mm-hmm. Is he, he forward? Right, he must have fallen forward. Is is his back straight down? Is his back against the wall and he's like sitting up? Well, that's not where he ends up by the time he, you know, yeah. Superman's maybe, out of the pile. Yeah, I guess that's maybe. true. It's weird. It's fine. It's just like I just had to just wonder. Of like, I, it almost makes me uncomfortable to look at the shot because I'm like, wow, what? How <laughs> actually, are how you is in he contorted there? Yeah. here? <laughs> Luckily, it's half a second, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let me do oh, the uh, sunglasses back on, so you know you mean business. Yeah. Uh, with Alfred well, now Nina. it's now it's playtime again, right? He's not. Yeah. 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 Uh, and he. He grabs her and uh, Kirsten Dunst begins to scream and doesn't stop for the rest of the minute. <laughs> she goes full on uh, horror protagonist scream queen here. And, uh, oh, yeah. Really sells it. Yeah. yeah. I like, 
I like that they put her in a real tentacle rig and physically lifted her up there. It's <laughs> it's almost goofy, but like it it works for me. Mm-hmm. It's just did the they, end of a cable arm or something. Did they do that ah. with Aunt May earlier too? Did they actually put yeah. that actress in the in the in the rig she, like that? She was on wires occasionally, but I don't think they ever had like the ten a real tentacle wrapping around her like that. Um, that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. She uh, was not a young woman. I'm sure it was not comfortable for her. <laughs> she was game for it though. She was real excited to be on the wires and whatnot, um, yeah. and all the all the stuff on the side of the building. This here is just scream time. Yeah, ah. I I love his yeah. little smirk right before he grabs her. Um, yes, yeah, like a v- real villain, like yeah. a villainous villain. He's enjoying being a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> your turn. Yeah. Good. Which I kind of like. I like when a villain is unapologetically. Uh, um, this is fun. Like it's fun to be bad. Uh, now yeah. I will say, I will say this, and I know that these shots were incredibly expensive, especially at the time. Um, but <sighs> there, there are not enough. There are not enough shots of Doc Ock like just walking around the city with his arms. In this movie. <laughs> I want more. I want more of it because it's very satisfying watching him <laughs> just sort of like traverse the, the, the city with his arms. It's just I, I love yeah. it. And I, I know they're, they're saving money by like cutting to the crowd and like having like that this weird shots of the camera being his arms or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> God's eye view type of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and I, like, I, they're, I like saying, those shots. No, no, I love yeah. the, I love those shots and they're, but I'm saying like, they're there for like, you know, money saving purposes. Like sure. that's, right. that's one more shot. We don't need to have the CGI doc Ock walking around in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I hope if they ever redo doc Ock down the line, um, I hope we get like lots of him just like making his way downtown. Um, I just love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I just, it's very satisfying watching him. It really is. Yeah. Watching him. Perfectly ridiculous. Yeah. I love that when he's climbing up the building, one of the things I noticed was that he actually does use his arms a couple of times, his Mm -hmm. actual arms. Uh, oh, to he, help he him grab climb. some windowsills and stuff. Oh, look I'm at like, that. oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a really nice touch because, you know, he is, he does have eight limbs. It's not just the four. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of fun to see him actually still using him, his they arms sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and I love that guy yeah. in the fire escape that's just like, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> I tried to like slow it down and listen. And I think he says, what the heck? Which I think is a perfect level of just doofy, like, <laughs> Another day like, in uh, Spider-Man Land. Uh, yeah, what that the would heck? be a, a definite bubble off in the in the panel. Right? Yes. In the like, what the heck? Yeah. Okay. Oh my Hello? god. He He's got a little birdcage there with him. That's Ooh. fun. Oh. Uh, this shot. This this uh, you know Evil Dead POV shot. Um, oh boy, yeah. Going over the thing. I I also like I like the way that it sort of traverses the. Uh, I guess the landscape of the wreckage, you know, mm-hmm, um, it mm-hmm. sort of reminds me of that moment in uh, in Blood Simple where the camera is going going down the bar and then it, it hits an obstacle that it can't keep going through, <laughs> so it just goes over it. Um, over it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like just this weird. <laughs> it's just this weird moment of 
you know, the Coen brothers being the Coen brothers. I don't know. Um, it's, that's what it there's something of. tactile about it. Like yeah. the, the scooting along the ground shot. It's it's not smooth. It's not particularly slick. It's mm-hmm. just like visceral. I It's also I like, like it. fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Like almost yeah. like they shot it on the day and they're like, yeah, no, it's this big, like slow push in. It's going to be really powerful or whatever. And then when they put it into the edit, they're just like, this should this is too slow. Like this is <laughs> this is way too slow for the energy that we're at right now. Like we need to we need to quicken it up and it's like they're playing it at uh like twice speed or something. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to know like how this is described like in the action line or something. Like the I don't know, the camera races back over to where Peter is trapped beneath the debris. I, it probably wouldn't be spelled out explicitly like that, but I just love how let's get the energy of this across. Like what is Peter doing? We don't just cut to where Peter is. We travel over there. Right. It's so, I don't know, effective. I almost wonder if if Doc Ock didn't just like knock him into the basement. Like it just seems like he's, <laughs> he's just like jumping up from the from like a, a floor below or something. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, Superman on further, further investigation, it looks as though he's like folded over underneath that. So like mm. I'm thinking he hit the wall and he went down – in a heap, like on his butt, and then his body folded over when everything started falling. So he's kind of completely folded, looking straight out at him, and then he just that gives him a little bit of you know like springy action to jump out <laughs> yeah. of here too. So that kind of makes sense. I'm thinking that's what it is because if you see like right as he's coming out, he's kind of like his shoulders are up and his arms are down, and he's kind of yeah, coming up. Yeah. From a, so I think that mystery solved. I think he was sitting but was- folded over. Mm. Right, yeah. Bent at the and waist the, all the way down. And the debris yeah. is a little higher than I thought it was. It's, it's stacked a little higher than I thought it was before. So It's a, it's it's, a pretty It still doesn't 100% mile. make sense. I mean, he's definitely – Tommy McGuire is definitely – or the stump person is definitely in a little divot in a the floor. Pocket. Yeah. yeah, something but, there. But uh, for, you know, in, in the reality of the film, he's sitting. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, this is not – in any way subtle and i love it i just that's no, great it's <laughs> perfectly ridiculous the I, we almost shoot it like a hong kong scene like like something out of a jackie chan you know movie where mm-hmm. like you you see the same moment like three times but different mm-hmm. just to like really hammer home the punchiness of it the, we get one of the fists going through one of him standing up and then one of him fully you know stood at the end and foam bricks and real dust and it just i love it i love it there's nothing better than <laughs> somebody smashing through a wall or uh through debris i love it yeah it's just so powerful <laughs> it's great it's, it's a it's a lot of fun um i will say the uh the wind is immediately taking out of its sails um however when uh peter runs outside and just does this little hop skip thing <laughs> 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 it's, well, he is it's, still just—he's still Peter Parker. Yeah, he's still yeah. a dork. Um, yeah, yeah. I just—I feel like today this would have been like he smashes up out of it like that, and then we have a wide shot of him leaping all the way out to mm-hmm. where he is or something. But it just does a little jog, does his little jog and skips. Uh, <laughs> I like you got this. Well, first of all, Zach confirmed it is a deli. It says mm-hmm. so right here in the window. There's also a sign over the top. Brisket, I, um, too, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right underneath the window where it's where it says deli, there's a presumably a boyfriend consoling his girlfriend. 
like, <laughs> like, oh my god, did you see what just happened? That guy just threw a car, and then he had. I think it's kind of funny to think about what's going on with the background players. Right. Like, what are <laughs> they? Sit what down, are they babe. Thinking? It's okay. Yeah, just breathe. I mean, they, <laughs> they do live in Spider-Man's New York, so I guess they're kind of used to this, or they somewhat expect this kind of thing to happen. But um, he's just like, it's going to be okay. She's like, oh, I just need to sit for a little bit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and how how quickly other people are just kind of like casually walking by, like, all right, I still have places to be, though. You know, like. <laughs> Whoever the women are that go by behind uh, Toby as he's messing with his glasses, I love right. their like nonchalant attitude. Uh, well, it, is, it is New York. I mean, they still got to get sure. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, this bit with the glasses, um, you know, it's obviously a recreating of like the first moment that he got his powers in the first movie. Um, mm. But so I like it. I like it for that. It, it's not. It's certainly not subtle, but I, I, you know, very few moments in, in these movies are, and that's okay. Um, I love it for that. Uh, but this, this idea of like, oh, uh, he can see clearly now. Like, I just, mm. I, I really love it. I really do. It's like a metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as a, as it a, works. Yeah. Like I, oh, he, he <clears throat> sees clearly like what he needs to do now. Um, and it's, and it's great. And I love that he's been saving these glasses this whole time. Like when, even mm-hmm. when he didn't need them, cause he was just like, well, what if I lost my powers one day? I wouldn't have classes. Um, and which is dead on how you feel when you have glasses. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, even when I wear contacts, I tend to bring my glasses with me. Cause like, what if yep. my contacts fall yep. out? Um, yeah. what if I need them? Yeah. yeah. What if I need them? Uh, and, and I just, I love the beat of him. Being like, well, I'm not going to need these anymore because I am going to be Spider-Man forever now. Yeah. I know who I am. Yeah. It's good. Let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. We all like him bolting out of the debris and all that. Yeah. Right. I I enjoy it. But are these reverse beats? Is it kind of weird to have him powerfully bolt up out of a pile of debris and then subtly discover that his eyesight is back i i think Don't, shouldn't those be reversed i mean not necessarily <laughs> have to be but wouldn't your instincts tell you that you'd have him maybe come out of the deli here like crawl out of the debris then come out of here kind of defeated and feel like he's lost he's lost hmm. and then realize that he can see and then do something powerful oh. yeah that hmm. makes sense that makes sense it's kind of weird because you have a big moment that expresses he's got his powers back and then you stop and have a subtle moment where he figures it out. Or it's, it's like, like, almost like he doesn't even, like, it, it, he takes it in stride. And it's not till he's out there that he ha- has to really process yeah. that his powers are back. You know, right. that, like, I, yeah. I can't think about me right now. Boom. Let me get outside and see what's going on. And then, right. oh, I'm covered in rubble. Oh, oh, I can't. Why is this fuzzy? Yeah. Oh, I'm back. Yeah. I think I think the weirdest part of this is that uh, he didn't his glasses didn't fall off his face when he was being covered in rubble, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> or when he got up out of the rubble, or when he got out one. of the rubble very abruptly. Really, um, really do a number on it. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't disagree. I, I'm just pointing out that I think my instincts would be to escalate here, where yeah. here it kind of goes up and then down again, and then uh, it's kind of a strange progression but that sam raimi thing about like following the feeling instead of following the logic right if if 
if ever logic is getting in the way of like a feeling, go for the feeling. Um, and we we have the boom coming up out of the rubble. Uh, like he's not going to trade that for anything. And so we'll we'll have our our quiet power realization later. Right. I don't know. It's they both work so well, and you wouldn't want to cut either one. So we'll just we'll put them in the order they are. I don't know. It's great. It might well, not, yeah. It it might not even occur to a lot of you know audience members that him bolting out of that debris was necessarily him getting his power back. Or like right. Scott, <laughs> you, you mentioned that it didn't really register with you that having a spidey sense back was it you know like we kind of need this moment to stop and go okay audience you get it now <laughs> like, right, and right I, don't, yeah. I don't mean this is a handholdy thing at all i, I just yeah. mean that there had to be this moment where we with him realize it and right. um i think that that's why it makes sense in this way i'm just i'm just thinking about what i would be instinctually yeah. inclined to do right, yeah, right. I think, and maybe this I, is a better choice because i think it's a mm. moment where he is realizing it because like us right i think he has taken for granted that his spider sense worked a second ago and that he just burst out of those out of that rubble and i think the spider sense you know as an audience member you just sort of whistle past and then Mm -hmm. he bursts out of the rubble and we're like wait does he have his powers back and then he goes outside and realizes he can't see because he's wearing his glasses and that's where it all just sort of it all just sort of clicks because I I actually like that it it slows down because then it builds back up to a second crescendo and I kind of like that uh, especially with like the music and everything there like yeah that second crescendo of oh he's back right yeah. right because it's it's sort of what the whole this moment is what the whole movie has been about it's like yeah. oh he's losing his powers well he's not losing them anymore. Like that's mm-hmm. what this moment is, and it's uh, I I do I really the the slow build up to it is really really good, even if it has that big abrupt emotional moment there where him he's bursting out of the rubble. Um, yeah, it it definitely I I I absolutely see what you mean by like instinctually it doesn't it doesn't seem like it should go that way. Um, yeah, for it's sure, a little inverted. Yeah. But- but uh, I, I do, I do like it. I do like. There it. There also might be an aspect too where, um, obviously, bur- busting up out of the rubble is a bigger display of power, like physical mm-hmm. power or whatever. But in terms of registering things on the audience, the glasses bit is the only explicit callback here to the first yeah. film, right? And that will land as a larger moment, you know, right. like. The moment that Peter realized he had powers that morning in his... uh, I mean, we talked about it in the first season, how that glasses sequence is so iconic and was in the trailer and everything Mm -hmm. uh, because it is this almost almost indulgent power fantasy for anybody who wears glasses, that sort of realization of, oh, I don't don't need them. Um, Yeah. Big change. Big change. Yeah. (laughs) Like that... There's something deep there that when we tap into that again, it registers big, even if the the display is small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a callback is a much more powerful storytelling tool, you know, mm-hmm. than a um, just a show of power, an yeah. action moment. And especially when that callback is calling back to discovery. Like, this is a discovery moment mm-hmm. or a rediscovery yeah. moment. So that's that's a little bit more, as far as us connecting with the character, that's more powerful. Where the other things are more visceral 
and you, you put a couple of visceral things together with this more insightful moment and you've mm-hmm. got the full package you know you're like oh now the other things that he just did really register because if you're watching this movie in real time for the first time those other mm-hmm. things probably aren't going to register to you as mm-hmm. being what they are this is this is the next necessary punctuation on that to yeah. make the whole thing make sense so i mean it works i just yeah i just i don't know i just wanted to throw yeah. that out there i was, oh, it was occurring sure. to me that it could have been done a different way but i think that we've kind of talked it through and realized it was the right choice to do it mm-hmm. this absolutely mm-hmm. um when peter at the end here goes uh full arthur timothy reed uh with the <laughs> curled up fist uh <laughs> <laughs> we we can see in the background. I can't believe you know his full name. <laughs> full disclosure, I looked it up and put it in my notes. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> fair enough. We can see in the background a uh, street signs uh, mm-hmm. that saying where we are supposed to be in uh, New York, uh, the corner of Lafayette Street and Astor Place. And I looked this up, and this location, uh, the corner of Lafayette Street and Astor Place is in NoHo Manhattan, which is kind of, it's really close to the public theater and Tish mm-hmm. and the NYU bookstore on Broadway. It's very mm-hmm. close to Broadway. So there's, um, in real life, a Starbucks and a Chase Bank and a Walgreens there. And, you know, things do change over time. But if you like, were to look up this address on Google Maps, it would not look like this because this was a, a back lot, this exterior. However, mm-hmm. if you go just a little further down Lafayette Street by the public theater, the the architecture there is very very similar. I mean, mm. this is I'm very genuinely impressed at how well it matches the look of everything. Where things are about five stories tall, they're bricks up top, but they're concrete at street level. Like maybe some NYU students out there will correct me on this, but I bet Lafayette Street looked very similar to this in the early 2000s. Mm. And so I I kind of appreciate that level of detail. With oh, if we're gonna have a street sign, which one should we choose? Let's pick one in NoHo because this looks like NoHo. I was yeah. just kind of like, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so if you're ever in, in New York, check out Lafayette Street. I, I hear they have a good uh, bar at the Public Theater. I don't know if you can go there if you're not watching a show, though. Whatever. Uh, but I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it, 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 I buy it. Like, I buy this as New York. It's, it's I, pretty good. I assumed it was New go. York. I, I didn't know it was Backlot. It, yeah. it looks pretty authentic to me. I mean, the signage on that building that, that Doc Ock's climbing up mm-hmm. is so, like, classic 90s. Like, you know, something that would be a remnant from the 90s, that signage. Where is it? I'm, I'm scrolling, totally. scrolling through this D'Agostino thing. Yeah, with like a little... The, uh, the font and the color of it and everything looks like it could have been... Oh, this was probably put up in, like, 95 or so. But, you know, it's still hanging out here in 2004. Like, it all looks very, <laughs> it all looks very authentic to me. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty It's great. pretty impressive that this is back a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think... And I guess it mostly was so that they could do all these big throwing cars and nonsense uh, <laughs> without having to lock off streets there. But yeah, I was very impressed that it, A, was a back lot, and then B, was this convincing of one. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. For sure. Uh, so, so John, do you remember seeing this movie for the first time? Yeah, I do. Um, my friend Adam and I went, we were working uh, in a restaurant, uh, servers in a restaurant. And, you know, when night showed it, like we had a shift that night, got off work about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, had a few beers, went and did the midnight show, uh, presumably, oh, wow. I guess, probably on a Thursday night. Yeah. And we were both like blown away by it. Um, we actually kind of agreed. Neither one of us really loved the first one so much. So I remember um, us being like, oh, my God, this one's 
way better than the first one. <laughs> and I still I still contend that it is. Um, I, I like yeah. this one better than the first one quite a bit. But um, yeah, we were a little bit blown away by it. I think we assumed it would be like, oh, this will be fun. It's Spider-Man movie. Let's go. And uh, mm-hmm. really liked it. Uh, I don't remember much else about seeing it, but uh, I do mm. remember who I was with and what the situation was. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It, it lands on people. It really does. Yeah. Like like a well, car in a deli. <laughs> like a car in a deli. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think the theme of the movie is just so... I mean, it just permeates every aspect of it that it, it feels more cohesive than it probably actually is, um, mm-hmm. which is something we've talked about a lot uh, over the course of this season. Um, but that, it just shows you sort of the importance of theme in a movie. And, yeah. you know, the first film, you, what was the theme of the first film? I mean, it was like, it was like you know, <laughs> great power comes great responsibility. All right. I mean, and I guess it's there, you know, for the most part, but like yeah. it, 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 you know, it wanes in and out in the first one. And I think that that's why, um, that first one as great as it is, as it is. And as much as, as you know, I love it. And, and I think Zach mm-hmm. loves it. It's, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not as cohesive as this one because it doesn't permeate every scene the way that, you know, the theme of this movie permeates every scene. Yeah. That. People might not, at the end of the day, remember your, like, awkward, watery transitions or the fact that, you know, Ock disappears for 45 minutes or something. But they will remember this glasses bit or they will remember the the train stuff. Like, there's power in really, really earnestly going after the theme and not not winking or shying away from it. That will connect to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, uh, like I said... I don't remember. I, I think my memory compresses the Peter lost his powers sequences down. Mm-hmm. Like it felt so much longer than I remembered it being uh, watching it again. And, and so I felt like oh, how you remember a movie it is impactful enough that you forget that there are some repetitive things. Maybe there's a little bit, it's a little bit drawn out in parts. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, one of the strengths, Alfred Molina is a huge strength of this movie to me. Oh, I mean, gosh, I think he's yeah. a spectacular actor. That was another thing, though. Uh, we would have been, you know, we were huge fans of, still am, a huge fan of Paul Thomas Anderson and Boogie Nights and the Alfred Molina scene in Boogie oh, Nights. God, it's just yeah. like a huge <laughs> legendary scene to us. So having Alfred, Alfred Molina be in the villain in this movie was exciting to us at the time. And he and I think he does a really great job. And I mean, he's, I love, um, uh, you know, I, I don't hate <laughs> the villain in Spider-Man in the first Spider-Man, but it is a little bit, you know, when he's in villain mode, he's a little bit too Power Rangers, you know. Uh, that's a big that's a big problem. And here it feels real and er- down to earth, and that's a huge step up. I thought it was a much uh, mm-hmm. bigger step up as far as villains are concerned in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I think that was where the takeaways, if I could try to remember our conversations afterwards, you know, after having seen it, that was probably the biggest get, uh, takeaway was the strength of the villain in this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, John, thanks for uh, joining us these past few days. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, one more time, where can people find you? Uh, well, you can find uh, uh, Alien Minute at, um, on iTunes or Stitcher, anywhere that you usually get your podcasts. I think we're pretty much everywhere. Um, ABC Devo also on iTunes, Stitcher, any of the podcatchers are at abcdevo.com. 
Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Off Kilter Comps. <laughs> All right. It's a great handle. <laughs> handle. <Yeah. laughs> or AlienMinute.com on, on Twitter as well. Sometimes, uh, sometimes the two accounts uh, communicate with each other. Much I like loved, I love much to like Doctor Octopus in his arms. <laughs> no, very much. I love to agree with myself on Twitter. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we will we will be back uh, tomorrow with uh, minute ninety four. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.